Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. Hey, Sidework fans. Here's a tip. Because you listen to Side Work, we think you'll love listening to Smart Mouth Podcast. Smart Mouth is a podcast for history fans and food fans and food history fans. The host is journalist Catherine Spires, a food writer who's pretty nosy about people's childhoods. And she figured out that talking to people about the history of their favorite foods is a great way to trick them into telling stories they haven't told before. On Smart Mouth, you'll hear celebrity chefs disagree about dumplings, Canadians learn how weird Thanksgiving is, and that there's a dessert called grunt. Celebrity guests sometimes also get serious. Jacques Pepin told about growing up in Nazi-occupied France, and Danny Trejo told Smart Mouth all about the food in prison. Other episodes, like the ones about boba and salad bars, are mostly just funny. Subscribe to Smart Mouth, that's two words, on your preferred podcast player. I'm fresh off of a restaurant occurrence. <gasps> yeah, come on in. Come on in hot. Okay. Took Renee, our friend, out to brunch because it's her birthday. Mm-hmm. The, they, they were like, sorry, it's taking a, it's going to take a minute. You know, if someone just ordered 17 pizzas. I'm like, oh, it's totally fine. Um, and then the waitress came back five minutes later and she's like, well, the cook quit. Um, oh. so it's going to be a couple more minutes. <laughs> we're like, oh my God, we're so sorry. Luckily we we're the only people in there. Like it wasn't like a huge, it wasn't like a complete meltdown, but I was like, oh boy, I remember these days. The That's poor waitress was like, oh boy, rolling her eyes. She's like, I might just follow him. And I was like, God, I know how you feel. Uh, it's like that, it's at that fine line between like, I'm either going to soldier up right now and also become the cook or I too am leaving. Like, what do you do? It's the worst. Really uh, a hard call. And you're the one in between. And you're the one that's like, hey, guys, um, so sorry. Funny story. (laughs) (laughs) And meanwhile, you're just like, like your, your body's just sweating so hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we we had a fun experience. And anxiety. But I feel bad for that waitress. Right on. But she, she soldiered up, man. We got it done. We got, we got good food. It was good. Good. Okay. Was it pizza place? Yeah, it's mostly pizza. It's okay. like Italian. It's called the Sit Down in Los Feliz. Oh, oh yeah. For cute. I love it. I think they still had one guy in the kitchen. It was just the other chef, cook. Got it. That's yeah. a lot. That, that sucks because then you don't get paid more if you're doing the job for two oh, people. Oh, you know? don't. No, 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 no. No, you don't. Um, did, you guys, did you guys watch any of the Dark Crystal? All of it. I consumed all of it. It's so good. It gets real dark. I'm, I can't wait for more. Wow, I I had a nope. Neither of you did. Never you know? saw the original. I was just told I, I looked like a Gelfling by oh, an ex-boyfriend once. Eh. Oh fuck that guy! Eh. Not true. Hey Not man, true. I think Gelflings are hot. A separate 
boyfriend told me that I was a hot Muppet. That's how oh. he describes how I look. Oh, I get I Muppet all the time. That's like a regular thing for me. I think it's But hair. both of them, at hair the end of voice. both of those statements, said to you, and I want to stick my hand inside you. Mm-hmm. Well, more than just hand, I think. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Hey guys, welcome to Side Work Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Wallace. I'm Kyle June Williams. Jocelyn Hughes. Hi. Brooke, Brooke Van Poplin. Hello as well. We got Brian Lucas I, on the ones and twos. On the ones and twos, baby. Wait, I did want to do a quick check-in. Shall we call this lightning round? Uh, of, am I getting sick or am I getting better? Shall we start? Joss, how you doing? Mm, light sore throat. Is it from the AC unit at night and the fans? Not sure. Mm-hmm. We'll never or know. Is it terrible climate in, and air quality is in Is it LA? allergies? Is it air quality? Am I sick? Not sure. Okay. I'm feeling better, though it's because I've had my entire n- immune system depleted from the moans for <laughs> moans. At least you for get an four weeks. Nickname. Yeah, it sounds like a well, sounds like sounds what like mom like, would do. Yeah, I can't. He's an upcoming hip hop artist. Yeah, I don't think I'm sick anymore. Great, but that's because the steroids are slowly leaving my system, so I don't feel like Ooh, a steroids. Wow. Yeah. Careful. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those will whiz you right up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it made me. It, it honestly, it made me feel like um, it had squeezed all the knowledge out of my brain. Yeah, it's like caffeine from hell. No, well, it was like For me it, is. it really. Oh my god, it made me into like. Like wow. I was, I was like a but dummy. like ripped. I was a dummy, but strong. I no. shrunk my testicles when I yeah. was on them. I just oh, have very good. long nipples now. Um, <laughs> I feel I've been neti potting a ton, flonazing a ton. Um, and then my allergy pills. So doing a okay for the most part, uh, from the neck up in my gut, still, Uh-oh. still feeling, still feeling a little acidy. I've switched from the pepsid to the pepsin. I'm doing digestive enzymes and seeing if it's more low stomach acid. Interesting. So I'm experimenting with that. Um, but I, I just don't want to feel like shit in Italy. Yeah, you'll get it mm, You won't because they have good food there that yeah. doesn't, that's not designed It'll to uh, make money. It's designed to feed people. Oh, yeah. Oh, so. What do you know? Uh, am I getting sick? Were the jury's out. Uh, I think it's, again, that air quality bullshit here in L.A. It's a big fire down the street from you. There was a huge fire uh, two, almost two weeks ago, and so the air quality's garbage. And I was up in beautiful Santa Cruz and Morro Bay and San Luis Obispo. That's really fun to say with a lisp. Mm. San Luis Obispo. And uh, the air quality was so good, and we got back, and I just fully, less than 24 hours back in L.A., I was like, am I getting sick? Mm. So anyways, my energy's waning and waxing. It's... The virus working its way through my head. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Cool. Right, Let's do stories. We're back. Guys, we've got more server submitted stories. This one's from Carissa Marie 10. Okay, the other day I had a table of about eight. I'm like, ah, loosely eight. On top of a full section. Okay. All right. Already nervous for you. I was greeting them, trying to get drink orders. A few ordered some beers, then they decided to order it this time too, which of course ruined my entire routine that I had going on. So after I finished putting, getting the orders, one of the older men were cracking jokes and of course was putting off the best fake laugh I had. 
Then this other man had the nerve to look me dead in the face and say, where's my beer? I was like, okay, he's definitely kidding. So I giggled. No. This man was dead serious, and he took it upon himself to raise his voice at me and began yelling about my time management. Whoa. I looked at him without skipping a beat and said, sorry, sir, it doesn't look like I can serve you today. You seem a little intoxicated since you already do not seem to know how to speak to me. I walked away, put the orders in, gave him a wit water, and knew my tip was ruined. His wife came up to me after the meal, slipped me $20, and apologized. You bitch. Thank God. Jeez. Always the this is what this is why I can't watch Handmaid's Tale. Like I know that that I I went down a rabbit hole right there, but beer's not allowed. uh, But you have to like make up for uh, your your awful husband. That's a drunk. That's a drunk. That's a drunk person. Do you think so? Or it also sounded like she just hadn't even gotten away from them like taking their orders. So it's like like right. It's like at what point. Or he's get- just a man who thinks he deserves things. He sounds like a real CSer to me. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just so like, can I just say for the record, this culture, like I hope it dies with like us, definitely with our parents, but this not correcting your bullshit husband's behavior mm-hmm. to women and just in general outside of you where they're like, well, my wife's okay, but every other woman's a dumb cunt, you know, and then sitting there and quietly watching them be monsters. And then because they are probably afraid to embarrass them, they have to secretly come and say they're sorry and yeah. tip you. Like I'm so fucking sh- like done with that dynamic. I'm done with it. Let's get rid of it. Or oh, like good. kill as- all men. As what? servers, as servers, you know, huh? like I think the Not way she handled right. that the was purge. But I think she was really <laughs> rad and kind of being like, you know, the the way you just spoke to me shows that maybe you're not able, you know, I'm unable to serve you. Or you could also just say like, I don't let people speak to me that way and teach the whole table a lesson. Maybe they can all walk away and be like, I shouldn't let people speak to me that way. Yeah, I mean, in an ideal world. In an ideal world. The... But yeah, we're we're begging for tips. So I mean, no, I do no have to say, I, I really, I think Groveling. her, her um, response was stellar stellar yeah to be like oh, you don't sorry. get you a must beer be, you here's must a be water fucking mind for talking to me like that you piece of shit yeah much but- more eloquently said <laughs> she did mm-hmm. you shit what heel? if she like the wife gave her the 20 and she's like oh, i don't need your sympathy money and like scramble <laughs> and throw it on the ground i don't need this. i don't need your blood money or like yeah. just gave it right back to her and was like here therapy yeah, yeah or like fun. here's twenty dollars your no divorce way, attorney. Put this 20. in your here. Take yeah, exactly. Put this in your escape fund. Mm-hmm. Um, eh, eh, eh. Okay, I feel like this bad behavior theme fits in well, probably with our topic today. But uh, okay, I got one. This is from Kimberly BH. She starts out my one story of many. I had a guest last week who chose to clap at me. I'm going to guess it's a male. You guys want to go on record and guess it's a male? Okay. Mm. I had a guest last week who chose to clap at me to get my attention and then proceeded to sit at the bar as I got his order organized. He and his party were definitely not the only people in the place, but I think he believed he was. One of them. I love it. As I was getting two glasses of wine and a beer for another table who ordered before him, He chose to yell out to me that he, in fact, ordered a bottle and not two glasses. I relished the moment when I mentioned to him he was not the only person here, and this was for a different table, and I will get to his order when I'm able. I then made sure to do every little job, including picking up the five pieces of ice I dropped earlier before I made his drinks, all the while he was sitting there watching me. Being a dick gets you nowhere. 
Go home. Go home, Ooh. you micromanaging piece of shit. Like, I know sometimes the feeling when you've been waiting for an appetizer too long and your head starts to be like, hey, why are they getting their appetizer before us? Like, I'm guilty of that. But this motherfucker, that's next level. I think it's like he 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 demands to be waited on. The king is waiting for his drink. The king has come into this establishment and will be treated as such. More goblets of wine? But how nice, too, when you're the server and they're 100% wrong and this is a situation oh, when you can be like, no, you're wrong. <laughs> mm. So far, few in between. That. But when it does happen, it's it's like you... You win, a, you win a little bit of your dignity back. You sure do. It's like winning the lotto. The $5 lotto. Yeah. The dignity lotto. It's like a scratch card. Pretty much. So this week, <laughs> we're diving back into a women in service industry history. Uh, we're going to tackle the touchy subject, which... I will. I'm gonna just call restaurants because restaurants. that's what they're fucking called. God, they're called restaurants. I didn't know that. So <laughs> we're gonna start. <laughs> I just found out myself. We're gonna start like part one when they weren't called restaurants. Like basically everything like pre 1980s. Um, so if we think about servers, specifically kind of cocktail waitresses, when they started to come about like more in like the 20s and 30s, they weren't really like humans with they were like uh, objects let's talk about it objectification and women scantily clad serving you alcohol heard of it heard of it (laughs) listen i can't eat a steak unless i'm looking at tits all right that's just the way of the world absolutely get a boner before i cut into my (laughs) flesh I'm going to get well, wait, flesh. I want to see flesh before I eat, eat flesh. flesh. But this is kind of interesting because it was just like, it was so puritanical. It was like the only women allowed, like based on the other research we did, is the only women allowed in saloons and hotels and bars were women of the night, you know, paid sex workers. But then it goes to the other end of the spectrum now, I think where we're, like where the Harvey girls were like puritanical, needed to be seen as virginal, available, marryable if you will, but while wearing 15 pounds of cloth. Right. And then then after that, it was like, what if we got like the whore and the server? Kind of, I mean, you've got like the 20s that come along, which like you get like the cigarette girl, right? Who was probably I wearing would, I something like short and sweet. Um, but it wasn't until uh, 1960 when a man named Hubert Hafner. Never heard of him. Uh, opened the first Playboy Club in Chicago, Illinois in 1960. Um, so for people who aren't familiar with the Playboy Club, it was a nightclub. Um, they were also turned into resorts. It became like mm-hmm. a whole across the country. Oh, this is a downtown. Oh, this was Chicago. Oh, it was on like East Walton in Chicago, oh, no shit. which is also where Playboy started was in Chicago. Okay. I just didn't know that the first club or whatever yes. was there. They were Chicago based for many, many years. So basically it was like. A whole club that generally featured a living room, a playmate bar, a dining room, a club room. Members and their guests were served food and drinks by Playboy bunnies, some who were featured in Playboy magazine. Um, And then they would offer entertainers and comedians into the rooms as well. So it was like a very swinging 60s experience, Mm -hmm. but like for fucking men, you know, and then you have the Playboy bunnies who are kind of like this like end all be all of like the perfect woman. And then make them serve you food and I know. like, congrats, we have the, the perfect um, 
the perfect recipe. So I love the idea that it's like they've sort of like the epitomized the perfect woman in like nudie magazines and they're like, and guess what, boys? She's here and she's gonna bring you your food. <laughs> There's like a little bit of a disconnect and not yeah. to like disrespect the service industry, but no. like you would think like, oh, you're, that would be a big break, right? That you got picked right. to be in Playboy and then you got picked, but then now you wait tables. I don't. Well, not all of them ex- were playmates. A lot of them were just like regular bunnies. Hot, bunnies. A lot of them were chicks. just like regular hot chicks. And you absolutely had to like look a certain part in order to be welcomed into oh, the world of a being Playboy a Playboy Club. bunny. Yeah, Have they you? still exist. Yeah. I had yes. to. Really? Like 10 years ago. They went okay. in New Orleans too. Everybody was unbelievably attractive. I mean, <laughs> the women, the, the bunnies. <laughs> For me, sometimes it's a level of femininity that it's just like, I just wasn't born with like super feminine, you know, and, and, and it's just like, I, I feel pretty, I feel cute, but there are some women who you're like, no, you're just like born with the gorgeous eyelashes, red, rosy, big lips and, you know. And- yeah, like me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so here's like some history on what it was like to be a bunny, like working in the Playboy Cub, Playboy. Playboy Club, mm. I can say. The Playboy Club. The Playboy Club. So bunnies working the Playboy Clubs had to abide by some strict rules. There could not. Uh, there could be immediate firing for dating other employees or guests was a big one. Unless you were, and I've heard this, like a key, like a like a top key holder, and then you could date that person. What kind of key are we holding here? Did you figure that out? I think it was like out? upper management. If you were like in, if you were like a VIP, then, then it was allowed. Wait, if you were a VIP guest? Like like club member. Then club you could member. date a bunny. Then you could gross. date a bunny. But like, so basically if you paid more. Yeah. yeah gross. Exactly. And, but what, but oh, there's okay. been also a story that I, in a story I read, which we'll get to um, in a minute, like a bunny was fired for not accepting to go out on a date with a, a top like VIP. Oh, oh wow. Well. I'm so surprised. So it, yeah, for sure. Um, there's a ban on drinking alcoholic beverages and chewing gum on the job. I think that's pretty legit. I think that's, we can they all try. They try to do that with us these days. Regu- uh, regular looking gals get that rule. Too. Yeah, anywhere Just at any job. <laughs> uh, don't drink, don't chew gum. Great. Uh, unless you're a drinking, uh, gum chewing, uh, uh, like tester, you know. Right. A bunny mother, uh, which one of the Playboy Club's 1968 manual described as similar to that of a college advisor, would be in charge of supervising bunnies. Okay. So, this so a madam. Kind of, kind of like a madam. Someone to be like, there to be like, okay, that's too tight. Yes, we'll repair that uniform. Yes, you can have that day off. Or like, ca- we'll offer counseling sessions. So I'm sure basically like, uh, I'm sorry that you got like manhandled all night long. Take a zanny, baby. Exactly. Or take a mother's little helper down. Yeah, for sure. The manual for the Playboy Pony advises bunnies to address all male Playboy Club employees in a cheerful and cooperative manner. Okay, that's also fine, right? Well, not that it's specified male. Right, and that's right. what like, it is. It's like, go ahead and ignore and I think any it's women like, who come through. You know, it's like you're getting your ass touched all night because bunnies wear tails, right? So oh I, I guarantee all night long, peep, men are touching your tail, which is then right next to your ass, and you just have to be like, <laughs> no. Just imagine Fresh. how grubby that costume piece gets Gross. after a night, you know? Cocktail sauce on your little fluffy tail. Oh, yeah. Costume so- yeah. Costumes were, were to be worn. <laughs> costumes were to be worn proudly and prettily. 
and I will show you ladies right now. Here is exactly what the costume looks like. I'm not going to lie. I, it is an iconic, goofy little look. I mean, it's basically like, like I love it. It's just so inappropriate for serving anyone any manner of yeah. food or well, beverage. Well, let it be a woman's choice to well, wear for it. sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? You want to go out for Halloween, dress as a Playboy bunny? That's your Wonderful. fucking prerogative. Once again, it's Halloween. You're not meant to be cute. You're right. supposed to be scary. I'm not going to go into that. But... <laughs> Like at least be a dead bunny or you know what I mean? Like but I mean to be forced to wear it for your work. I mean once again, I'm a dirty human. Um I spill things all the time. God, I would love to see Playboy Bunny Kyle. I know. I'd just be sticky. I'd just be constantly (laughs) sticky. The job requires bunnies to walk and stand around in high heels for hours. The manual (sighs) offered all sorts of tips on dealing with the pain, including encouraging bunnies to roll their feet over an empty Coke bottle. Three inch heels heels required. Oh, my God. That's really rough. Yeah, it's not that bad. Come on. Three inches? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was was like, three inches? Three inches? Come on. Everybody get into it. Put on your heels. Bunnies could earn extra cash by collecting merits for working private parties, taking extra shifts, or helping management out. Bunnies could collect extra cash by selling people carrots. (laughs) (laughs) That might have been true. And turnips. I'm going to look for that. all sorts of root vegetables. At the same time, workers could lose merits and wages for mistakes like messy lockers, lateness, and failing to maintain a fluffy, pristine Cotton tail. Oh, I'd be fired instantly. Yeah, you would have the grubby like inside of an a, like waiter apron. It would just it would it'd just be like foil cap stuck in it, some yeah. gum. Yeah. Um, what else? Like pen marks on it. Yeah. How do you <laughs> pen keep marks that? on your tail? Yeah. Oh. It probably like somehow keeps sitting on on, on um, open pens. It, uh, it'd be like a um, you know like when you keep like a throat lozenge in your purse for months and just oh. what happens to it? That'd you know be how the wrapper tail. just infuses itself. Uh, in a Metro article, one former bunny reported that in the 1980s, bunnies had to be to work an hour early to dress and do their own makeup, which they were never paid for. That hour of prep? You couldn't prep at home? You had, I mean, you could, but I think the whole thing is that you have to be inspected before you go out on onto the floor. floor. And you can't, you have to also check out your uniform. You have to rent your uniform also. Oh. You're not given your bunny uniform. You have to pay to keep it maintained. Yeah, 30 cents worth of cloth. Yeah. Seriously. It be that yeah. much money. It's a lot. Fishnet pantyhose. They're required to put them in the refrigerator after they use them. They had to like refrigerate I've heard that. their pantyhose so they don't get stinky. They stay fresh, right? Well, that's or is it so they don't like so they they don't they tight. Or something. Maybe know. that's it. Well, I did have pantyhose in my fridge at some point. That was used 15 years ago because who wears pantyhose anymore? Is it something where it restricts that, like, it brings it back to it must be a with restricted the, something about the state? nylon? Because I, so. I love I love fishnets. I think they're such a great type of hosiery. If I've always rocked them on and off, uh, sometimes punk rock, sometimes seriously. But when you take them off, they look ridiculous because it's essentially these weird, like, strings sort of situations that are all wrapped up. And so I would assume kind of tightening them up again. But also putting, I mean, that's a tip, people. You can put your jeans in the freezer to kill off bacteria and smells mm-hmm. if you don't you like You can put back it in your shoe. <laughs> you sure can. Mm-hmm. I don't know smell. if you guys have heard about this, but Gloria Steinem did, went undercover as a bunny and wrote this huge article what, about it. God bless in the, in like 63. 
Um, she went undercover. Uh, undercover, okay. and it's a really interesting read. I'll send it to all of you. And it reads like, and I swear, it reads like an episode of the marvelous Miss Maisel. Like her typing, it's just like very like da 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 da, da, da. and like here and now this, and it's very swinging sixties. Um, but she describes her entire experience being like hired as a bunny going in and working like all the different women that she worked with. So I would encourage everybody to take a look at that. Hell yeah. We should post a link to that. Oh yeah. We will post it for sure. So other than that. So wait, can you at least tell me like when she was there, did she just, did she like leave in a blaze of glory and be like, fuck you. I'm Gloria Steinem. And she bounced. You know what I mean? Like, did she reveal herself? She revealed herself when her article was published. And did, did Playboy ever comment or I believe, hold on. I didn't get that far. I love it. When you rest the microphone between your breasticles. Thank you. I think it works. I wish I could do that. (laughs) Oh, also I did learn that the, the women called their, their, uh, brassiere area, which was stuffed to the gills for the Kleenex. They called it the vault because that's where they kept all their tips. Oh, well, Okay. Well, because you don't have anywhere else to put them. Right. Truly, yeah, what are you, you gonna yeah. <laughs> what, put an apron on that thing? I don't Please. think so. What was there anything like really shocking that you read, or really like? I think it was more that, like, basically, like there was intense corsets that you had to endure, like cinch waists. Like these women would sneeze and it would break their costume. Oh, like that's wow. how tight it was like she says like the boning in the waist would have made scarlet o'hara blanch like that's how fucking tight it was the entire construction tended to push all available flush up the bosom so it was sure to be perilous to bend over um additionally bunny stuffed their costumes with dry cleaning bags for padding um (laughs) so i mean anything they could like gym socks kleenexes silk scarves um, yeah, but she said that when you stuffed with dry cleaning bags, it was perilous because like it would make you perspire so much that like you would lose weight and then they wouldn't want you anymore because you were too skinny and you weren't fleshy enough. I mean, plus all that plastic. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Well, there was the a quote, like that. when That's you read the base it, layer of the they're talking about island in the ocean. It's this Playboy bunny dry clean bags. They're tra- They're talking about like 70s. dry cleaning bags in the article, and she says in the background, some another bunny says like, you know, people commit suicide by putting these over their heads. Like someone just like yells that in the background <laughs> when she's still in. Um, she had to go and get her own uh, falsy eyelashes that she paid for herself pay for your own makeup, pay to get your own shoes dyed. All this stuff you had to pay for on your own. Um, And then still pay for that strip of cloth. Yeah. She wrote on her first day of the job that I took one last look in the mirror, a creature with three quarter inch eyelashes, blue satin ears and an overflowing bosom looked back at me. Ooh. So this article is from business insider um, talking specifically about an actress named Jennifer Bassey, who is a playboy uh, bunny at the original Playboy Club in 1960. Um, so she was saying the hi- the hiring process was simple or impossible depending on your perspective. You put on an outfit, you walk around, and they hire you. If you look good, then you, you're in, basically. Wow. Um, she's 75 now. 
She's an actress. She was uh, on All My Children. Any fans, ladies? No? No. no? I did not watch that, no. Um, she was on it for over 30 years, but she spent two years at the Playboy Club working the penthouse room where she would sit on the piano and sing as well. Oh, wow. I'd take that job. She recalled grueling hours at the club. The bunnies would start work around 6 p.m. and wouldn't go home till 4 a.m. Wow. Their feet would bleed through their fishnet stockings. Whoa. Perhaps the worst, uh, perhaps worst off customers, customers would drink too much and get out of control. Mm. So bunnies made a pact. She says, if a man tried to grab a bunny, they'd accidentally spill a few, a few creme de mints on him. Uh, it was the only drink you couldn't get out of your clothes. So if yeah. you dropped it on their suit, their suit would be destroyed. Oh yeah, it's the Bordelais of, uh, <laughs> of the cocktail world. But she's saying she made a fortune. Estimating uh, her weekly average back then in 1960 was $1,000 a week. Oh, that would be $8,400 today. Wow. $8,400 a week? What is what wow. 1000 a week is Why equivalent to today. Yeah, remind me what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, she said, but there was, yeah. Um, but no salary. That was just like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but you did have to rent your own costume. Um, so, but she made so much money that she put the bulk of her tip money toward her acting education in London. So she was able nice. to go off and do that. Did you guys ever work at a place where you had to wear heels? Never. Absolutely I did. not. I know you have, and I know anybody like at a bottle service place. Like I worked at like a cabaret sort of like nightclub in New York, and we had to wear heels, and it was it it was it was awful, unbelievably awful, because you just like your feet go numb after a certain point, and you can't take them off because you're in a your feet swell. I mean, like then your feet swell and you can't get them back on. Yeah, I mean, I used to what I would do is you tape the um. Yeah. middle three toes together yep. to a point where you tape them really, 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 really tight so it stops the blood flow. And that, that sounds like healthy. numbs Like an athlete getting ready for some sort of yeah. event. Oh, yeah. Uh, I didn't even wear heels on my wedding day. But, I mean, yeah, listen, man. I don't, I don't like also, heels. I don't like makeup. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, it was such a nightmare to me to have to, like, get dolled up to go to work. I hated every minute of it. People uh, Botox their fucking feet so they can wear heels and shit it's like true. that. I mean, but imagine, like, not only the heels. I think a lot of these women were encouraged to, like, especially at the being a bunny, to wear wigs to work. at this, like, And to <gasps> play this part, to look perfect. At the same time, there's so much etiquette. You have to, like walk a certain way you when do? you when when you aren't engaging with a customer you have to stand a certain way let There's me tell a- you right now i do all of this for eighty four hundred dollars a week <laughs> well yes. yes i would not complain my feet will fall off but guess what i got that money honey no i just don't look like a playboy bunny. there's that bunny so that's the only thing standing in my way right well no jumps. You got banging bod. Oh my god. Yeah. Bon. I want to see it. I w- I'd actually like to see you in a bunny outfit. Whoa, when dude. We, <laughs> when we do our photo shoot, you're going to be the bunny. You're going to do that bunny. You're going to do that bunny dip, which is that what's when you come and you have to basically go tail out and then serve the drink. Have you guys seen that? Love no. It. Yeah, it's like called the fucking move. bunny dip. Where you basically you you come and stand up, okay. everybody. Um, All right, do you want to pose for a photo? I'm gonna watch no. Andrea's bunny dip. Um, well, but you basically put the drink down and you have to basically like dip it. Love down. it. Oh, oh I bet your glutes look great. Yeah. I gotta, I'm not gonna to lie. I was attracted to you in that moment. Did you like it? Yeah. Um, thanks. Wait, so were there any like raids or 
Like, wow. why was it shut down? I think it just lost its glamour. I mean, there were they were all over the country. Like, that's the thing. Oh, they were. It, was it like went a... from one to many to like international Playboy clubs, and like with anything, oh. it just ran. It ran its course. I mean, Unless yeah, you're in Vegas, in which it will always be open. There were like ever. Miami, New Orleans, New York, Atlanta, L.A., Detroit, San Francisco. I mean, there Des Moines. There was one in Omaha. Like, Des Moines. Yeah. All right. Yeah, they were everywhere. <laughs> there was a there was a Playboy Plaza in Miami Beach. There was there was oh, a well, Lansing, that's... Michigan had a Playboy club. Okay, Lansing. Like, oh, interesting. So it really worked its way. And now, so that's a thing too. Like, imagine like they're like, oh my god, they're opening a Playboy club here. Like, I'm a pretty girl. Is this all the money I'm gonna get? Or like how like bunnies like differed from like Lansing, Michigan to like New York City. You know, oh it's... yeah, that you got the high class you know, New York city looking bunnies. And then you've got like the, the farm bunnies. I'm pretty for the Midwest. <laughs> Beautiful people come from the Midwest. Oh my God, Gorgeous people come from the Midwest. 100% but again, I do think that it was just a thing that like, and well, puttered out. Too. And this is, I'm guessing like white girls only. Did you look no, 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 no. All sorts of different okay. like ethnicities. And yeah, absolutely. I just, assumed. you just can't be fat, Brooke. Okay, but and I just I just assumed it was like a, a like a white girl club, like a no, perfect white girl. Absolutely not. There's actually yeah no 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 not at all. Equal so, opportunity sexism. I mean, yeah. Was there long, only yeah. was there only one level of bunny? Like, were you just a cocktail waitress? No, there were different types of bunnies though, including a door bunny, cigarette bunny, floor bunny, pool. Like the game. The floor bunny is just one that writhes on the floor <laughs> sexily. Oh, this is great. Great, great work, Hugh. Um, I love what you've done with the place. Um, a pool bunny, a fine dining bunny, playmate bunnies, jet bunnies, which were trained as flight attendants because there was a big bunny jet. You could be a bunny on, apparently. You could also fly on. Oh my God. Could you imagine being on a pl- Oh, geez. Yeah. I'll take the job. I'll take it. Yeah. I'd Where probably just going? be a. I, I'm going floor or door. I call floor or door. <laughs> floor or bunny. Door. Okay. What kind of bunny well, would you guys want to be? dining. So I take it that they're only taking the order. I think they're also serving too. I mean, they're definitely, they served food as well at these places. Do you so. imagine carrying plates? Like one in the- tiny plate yeah, at no. a time because they have to be like, boink, boink. You and know, it's like- not because you need to. There's um, no way they carried food. Like yeah, a big, like a tray up High over their shoulder. And- with no clothes on? No way. Please. French onion soup down their Drinks shoulder. I can believe, but <laughs> not like a fatty steak. It's possible. I mean, I- let's, let's, Let's uh let's pose that question to our listener. Yeah, if you have if, if anyone parents knows anything. or if you're Yeah, I'd love uh, to get your an mom, ex-bunny. Well, or like, your grandmother my was mom a and dad used buddy. to go to Studio 54 all the time. So they've got they had stories. So like I'm sure somebody's parents were like Playboy bunny mm-hmm. frequenters. I want to I'd like to be dish bunny. I'd like to just be back there. You want to be dish bunny? So dish dish pig, you be dish Dish, bunny? Yep, instead of the dish pig. (laughs) I'll just be like, scrape your plates. Be the only bunny allowed to smoke back there, you know, (laughs) just with a hairnet on over my ears. Over your ears. I do like that idea. I do like. Maybe we should really pick what kind of bunny you want to be. I'll be like, valet bunny. (laughs) Seriously, I'm not going in there. Invisible bunny. (laughs) That's the kind of bunny I want to be. God. So that kind of wraps up the Playboy yes. clubs and the 
idea, this iconic vision of a sexy cocktail server. Mm. And so, but this is like, this was this sort of singular chain, but then I think what we're getting into is that it spawned exactly. all of these more like bar and grill for the everyman. Right. Don't worry, we got some we'll, sexy... We'll large boobied ladies to bring you your goddamn blooming onion. Exactly. What this this whole like Pandora's box that is Hugh Hefner and his nightclubs uh, opened up for the rest of the world. And we'll talk about that next week in part two. So guys, ladies, I should say, ladies and gents, let's welcome to Sidework Podcast. So cheers, Amada, everybody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. hey, hey, hey. How's, um, how's Best Friends doing? So great. It looks so good. You guys, are you and Nicole are topping the charts? Oh, yeah, we're trying. Uh, yeah, Nicole and I have this podcast where we just talk really we don't have a format we should well, well we're, one's developing naturally but when we started it truly was like blah 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 uh it's what we'd be doing on her couch anyway and then people will like write in or call in with it mm-hmm. like friendship questions which i didn't realize the range of questions we'd be getting wow, like oh yeah wait uh, do you have an example of something that how do you know someone's you? what's a friend yeah yeah i think it was <laughs> what, number one what is friend we do get a lot of people being like I've never had a best friend, which like kind of makes me Aww, that's bummer, sad. But... Yeah. Um, and then, and yeah, how do you make a friend as an adult? A lot of people have questions like that. I still, I mean, I'm thankful that I have a couple best friends, but then when they, like this week, Nicole has been out of town. Mm-hmm. Another friend was out of town. Another friend was like on a date on Friday. And I was like, well, I, maybe I don't really have any other friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I was like, who else do I hang out with? It is hard. Um, but the wild, we have had a wild question where someone like, uh, someone's friend's boyfriend died and they both saw the body. And this girl's question was like, and now my friend wants to move out and it's really inconvenient and this and that. And I was, we were like, oh, maybe you haven't fully dealt with this thing. Like, it just sounds like a lot for both of you. Maybe ask your friend what she needs. Maybe you go figure out what you need. Do you need to go talk to a professional? Because also we're not professionals, right? Yeah, yeah. And like we're gonna um, uh, hot potato you over to yeah. The, it's called talk space. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think that's that's very much called denial. That stage that she's I think in. So. Like, why is she acting so weird? Why would she want to move out? Yeah, like, like, yeah. Ugh. I was like, you're trying to. Why does she keep burning sage? Like, yeah, I... <laughs> yeah she screams in her sleep. I don't get it. <laughs> Well, we talk a lot about on this podcast too, like the friendships you have in your job at a restaurant because yeah. so much of it is trauma bonding because mm-hmm. every day it's just like, like we put it like when the restaurant opens, it's like all of you work together to get out of this crazy food related escape room, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's over, <laughs> you count your money, you let the dust settle and you're like, you really helped me out there. Yeah. But I know that you, we were talking, we were, we were hanging out all as a group of friends and having a casual dinner. And, uh, you brought up the fact that you are mostly a cater waitress, waiter, cater server. We say cater waiter. Yeah. I think I just said cater. Caterer. Caterer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, I'm curious, where are you from? I don't think I've ever asked that. I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Oh, baby. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mom's family is still there, uh, but I moved around a bunch. My dad was in the Air Force, so mm-hmm. I was like, 
born in Japan, then we were in Texas, and then Virginia, and then California, and then most of my life was in Indiana. Did you start it all in Indiana with some of these jobs? When no, did you? Okay. I didn't, and in, I didn't actually work work in Indiana. I was just like I stayed there till high school, and I was mm-hmm. just doing like extracurricular stuff at Got it. high school. Uh, when I went to college, that's when I started working. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started catering. Okay, and um, and where was college? UVA, University okay. of Virginia. Okay. I think a friend maybe told me like, oh, there's a catering job where uh, students can be caterers for the sporting events. Mm-hmm. So like all the the VIP boxes that would be in the stadium needed caterers, needed yep. people to come feed the rich people. And I was like, <laughs> I'm a veil. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, I applied. It was very easy. They were kind of just were like can you hold stuff and yeah. like be responsible and tuck your shirt in? I was like, yes. And they're yeah. like, great, get it. So, uh, I did the football season, the baseball season, the basketball season. Um, the football season was the busiest. Oh my God. A great football team and everybody cared about it a lot. Um, and then the baseball season was no one really cared. <laughs> and some of the rooms would be empty and I was full, fully take a nap in those yes. rooms because <laughs> no one would need anything. And I'd just be like, I'm just gonna, Conk out over here. It'd be really nice. Oh my God. So, okay. I'm curious about, cause we are like, it's technically the fall, mm-hmm. but with the football thing, I mean, it is a religion to yeah. people and they take their football food very seriously. Yeah. So was this kind of your typical, what you picture like wings, dips, hot dogs, sausages, yeah. truly all of that. Uh, I imagine it buffet style. Buffet well. style. Yeah. They have those like uh, metal trays Chafing with the, dishes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and yeah, we just have like a kitchen in the back and we'd wheel out all the food at the same time. Mm-hmm. We do it before they get there. They get there. If they needed more, mm-hmm. they'd order through us. We go get more. It's really simple. And then at the end of the day, uh, there would be food left over. And because we were college students, we were little scavengers. So we, well, we're cleaning. College students are not, I think with a job like that, you're like, I'm taking this huge plate of food. Home I'm with going me. to take it. Yeah. I would either you know, eat it while we're cleaning or mm-hmm. like put it in a plastic bag and put it in my backpack. But and it's absolute for later. bonus for being a college student mm-hmm. and broke mm-hmm. and having that. Yeah. And the metabolism to turn all that food over. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I also like lived in the far dorm. So I get to, you know, walk it all off later. <laughs> was booze allowed in that stadium? Booze was allowed. And if we opened a bottle of wine, we had to throw it out. So if there was like leftover mm-hmm. wine, we had to quote unquote throw it throw out. Throw it out. Sure. Made it home as throw well. Throw it yeah. into well, your throat. I never throat. tried to take a bottle home because I was like, really scared if, if I got mm-hmm. caught. Sure. I was like, that's. Well, it was a good job too. That's probably. bad. It was yeah. also a really good And job. also very good morals. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, Western morals. But I, I was like, if someone catches me with food, no one can say anything because they're like, that's trash anyway. But if I take alcohol, mm-hmm. I feel like they'd be like, that sucks. So uh, I would just drink it there. <laughs> <laughs> you have to put or, it in the coffee cup. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and stumble home with a backpack full of wings. Yeah. <laughs> there was a, and I, uh, I think very quickly became a manager because I'm so trustworthy. And uh, I got to pick my team that I managed over, and there was a girl who's a very funny comedian who's in mm-hmm. New York right now named Natasha Vainblad. Do you know her? Oh, no, I've not met her. Oh. Um, she does a lot of Comedy Central stuff and very funny stand-up. Very funny. And we auditioned for this, the one improv group that existed at our school. Neither of us made it, but I remember being like, she's so funny. And then I saw her apply for this catering job, and I was like... She's going to be on my team. Mm-hmm. And so I put her and her friends on my team. And so it was a real raucous time. We would just like, 
I mean, we, we just joked around all the time and at the end of the day, got really drunk, just hung out and cleaned a little bit and then went home and it was really it, nice. It basically was an improv team. Yeah. Just catering. Yeah. You know? We're like, getting paid. just accidentally like open an extra bottle of wine tonight. Yeah. <laughs> so we have lots of leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was really fun and super easy and yeah, a really good college job. See, I think what's great about that is so the nature, because that was like affiliated with a college Mm -hmm. so it's like listen we've got this sports season you know the schedule we know the game days we know what days we're working so you could actually have a team with friends like when you cater in other random situations around the city it's just you showing up Mm -hmm. new girl everyone's new kid location oh it's so weird and everyone like you're lucky if someone's nice to you while you're working and like that sounds like the ideal thing it was to cater ideal. with buddies oh my yeah. god were you doing like banquets for alumni and stuff throughout the year too yeah like we do bigger ballrooms oh yeah we did like big banquets weddings uh lots of weddings because the campus looks so beautiful so yeah. well plus if you're alumni you get a discount yeah right yeah mm-hmm. uh there was one wedding that i think was over the summer and their reception was so ugly like <laughs> They had, I think it was like under the sea no, or something. In Virginia. In, like why? We're not near a sea. It was like <laughs> secretly back to the future theme. And like there was a man that started to disappear in front of people <laughs> at the actual, it was the groom. He fled. He didn't want to get married. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was all the, under the sea was the name of the yeah. prom. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just for anybody who's wondering. Yeah, yeah. Go back and watch that movie. It's a classic. <laughs> Go back to the future and watch that movie. Ah. And then uh, they had these like, remember they had like just sticks with like string lights wrapped around them on the table and then a fish bowl on every table for everyone to take a fish home. So a guest could take a fish home if they wanted to. And then how many people didn't take their fish? No one took a fish. Oh, I was, no one would take a fish. So then, fish. No one's so coming then to a wedding like, let me take a responsibility home. Like, like, oh, good, a life <laughs> that I need to take care of. <laughs> Also, like, I'm just picturing, like, the drunk people leaving a reception, <laughs> like, the next day being like, oh, fuck, I forgot to take the fish out of my purse. <laughs> you know, oh, just smell. Or if you get wasted <laughs> and people start eating it. It's <laughs> absolutely one thing to have, like, here's a menu for the wedding that then you can plant and there's seeds in it and, like, and something right. yeah. grow yeah. or, like, a bag of seeds. But yeah. I have zero ever heard of, like, a live fish as oh, a takeaway gift from a wedding. wild. That is... You'd- I mean, so, Peter should have been there. It was, how many fish do you think you had to like collect? How many did you put in your backpack you and take back to the dorms? I took one. Yeah. <laughs> and my roommate took one. And there may have been, I can't, maybe 25 fish left over. But like, of course, and college students were like, it's free. We'll just take it. So yeah. uh, most of us took a fish. And uh, my roommate and I, we put our bowls next to each other. And the fish were trying to fight each other because they are fighting fish. <laughs> they oh. Yeah. Whoa, those are that beautiful fish. Beautiful. Beautiful. Not yeah. cheap. That's just so, but okay. also like fighting fish mm-hmm. on your wedding your reception wedding table. You're like, what is this omen? <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they've made it, you they know, not be in the same room together. <laughs> yeah. Than five minutes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My roommate, she took her fish to her mom's house where there's a bigger, bigger mm-hmm. tank and more fish and, you know, a responsible adult to take care of the, mm-hmm. the fish. And then I kept mine in my dorm room and I was like, I'll take care of it. And I remember like around finals times, I was like, just getting busy and forgetting mm-hmm. about the fish and the water would get lower and dirtier. Oh, no. and, and then I'd feed it and it would just like, <clears throat> just like grab the food so fast. And I was like, I think it's that. And 
And then eventually I changed the water, but it was so used to the dirty water that it was freaking out that there was clean water in there. And it was like bumping into the walls. Could see. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, what's <laughs> happening? Where's the dirt? <laughs> and then uh, it was just like kept bumping into the glass. And then eventually it bellied up. Aww. And I was like, no. And I, I tapped on the glass. And then it woke up and started swimming. And I was like, oh, all right. I guess it's fine. And then it did it again and again and again. And I didn't realize that it takes some fish a while to die like this if, if a fish is sick it's gonna die but it could take weeks so this like fish kept belling up and i kept tapping the glass and then it would wake up be okay for a while and then belly up again and then i tap on and the glass like, will you just let me yeah die? yeah just let me go but so after college did you go to new york straight away yeah oh i lived in uh Odenton, Maryland for like five months. With What's my, that all about? <laughs> my my first stepmom, who was my stepmom from 11 to 18. Is that right? Yeah. Those formative years. Uh, she lived in Maryland with and was with my dad. Then he left. And so, but we kept a relationship still. Okay. And after college, I didn't have a master plan. <laughs> my master plan was to go to Tokyo Disney and work there <laughs> and sing I, in a big band show. <laughs> incredible uh that's a specific plan it was a specific plan i went to new york for the first time to audition for that show while i was still in college didn't get it and then i was like well that's it <laughs> and so i didn't want to like move in with my mom or my dad but uh, my stepmom was cool so i was like i'll just stay with her for a little bit work at starbucks figure shit out and then hopefully move to new york one day so i did that for like five months and then and then she was like, do you want to start paying rent? And I was like, I'm going to go to New York. New York's calling mom. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the moment. <laughs> I was like, if I'm going to pay rent, I may as well just try to do that in New York. Yeah. So I then I moved to New York where I tried to get into Starbucks again, but they had a hiring freeze that year. I did cater a little bit. Honestly, cannot remember how I found the company. I was going to say, yeah, or, or at that point, because this is like early 2000s, mid. This was 2009. Oh, okay. So later 2000s. Later 2000s, yeah. Yeah, you're, you're Craigslist in it, probably. Or yeah. you like, know somebody who like works there. Or I pro more. Probably, yeah. yeah. It, this was like a private company that like, sometimes I'd be the only employee and it's like someone's home or something. Oh, wow. That's intense. Yeah. Uh, which was like, you know, sometimes cool because like people would be like, also young and mm -hmm. they're like hey cool cater girl yeah, have, a, have a drink with exactly us yeah hey. yeah hang out with us and i'm like guys i did one in-home like private serving job and it was it, it was it was oprah i served oprah uh, which was my friend taryn who was her personal chef for a minute was like hey i just like need you to come it was at her um ep's home in chicago when i lived there Whoa. and it's just a small dinner and it was when the turnover for rosie o'donnell show was happening mm -hmm. so it was like the eps of the new rosie show wow. and then oprah was there and everybody and i yeah so i got to serve oprah at dinner and that's when you turned her on to the moscow Mule. oh no no no, no? that was time prior um, you met her a few times no i only met her one time um but she did remember my name she says it like i feel like she might do it to everybody where she like hears your name and then she says it in a weird way and that's how she like remembers your uh. name um because she was like andrea or something <laughs> i was like <laughs> that was at harpo studios and i saw her later again for dinner um because i was helping prep but um it's very possible. I think it's true. So 
Brian had a birthday. Uh, it was 10 years ago, actually. I just did the math because it's when I made the buffalo chicken dip for the first time and people went ape shit. Um, <laughs> we'll never forget it. that. We will, we will let you depart people with the buffalo nuts. chicken dip. So yeah. I was super into Moscow mules then 10 years ago. And then I made them for the party that night and got like a ginger tincture. So like the ginger was really strong because it was before like really great. Like ginger beer was out. Like fever tree wasn't a thing yet. Um, so I made them really well. And Taryn was there and she was like, oh, my God, what's this drink? Like, how do you make it? And I was like, oh, it's called a Moscow Mule. It's been around forever, which they had in Omaha. Moscow Mules are a big thing. I don't know why. Or in Nebraska generally. You know, you remember that, right? Like before the craze. Um, it's true. So then you can buy cut them in a can to, now. I mean, yeah. they, they are officially basic. Yeah. So cut to like six months later. Or I mean, Taryn asked me for the recipe after the party. I was like, how do you make that again? And then like six months later, it's Oprah can't fucking get enough of Moscow mules. And even to the point where she sold like the Oprah Moscow mule kit you could buy in stores. And I was like, did I do this? And the answer is yes. Yes. I did do it. One thing I did for like a year was work for AmeriCorps, uh, which is like the Peace Corps Mm -hmm. in America. And... I worked at this community development organization in Bedsty, which was hard. <laughs> it was hard. It was like I I liked the community development part of it. I liked being able to try to help these families and figure out solutions as to like retain artistic endeavors in mm-hmm. this community. But it was a really old school way of thinking and like the people who were I was working with were people who had worked there since it started in the 70s mm-hmm. so like they're like we gotta get foot traffic we gotta knock on doors make flyers and I was like we need a Facebook page yeah we yeah. need a Twitter we need a website like upgrade um any any and also I didn't work there so I was like invested but also like I don't want to put this much effort into this thing that I'm not staying a, in yeah to not actually make like to have a say to kind of yeah. have like a vote count really you yeah because they're also where I'm temporary so they're mm-hmm. like that's a nice idea but yeah. you'll be gone so. sorry generational differences mm-hmm. I want to circle back a little bit to some of the catering stuff with the catering stuff especially with the box you know the box are they just called boxes like stadium boxes yeah. Like, I don't, right? Like box seats. Box seats. Or, like, okay. or a suite. Yeah. They're called a suite. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it's me and sporting events mm-hmm. and VIP. Girl, if you got that. into a suite, it would change your whole outlook. I guarantee well, it. No, 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 suites no. Cool. I did it in a one... suite, like at a concert, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yes. Same yes. deal. So usually these people sometimes have a group or a corporation that shares them, right? Yeah, yeah. And so for them, it's like really blase. They're like, rah, 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 the suite. Mm-hmm. And did you see like a lot of like, food waste entitlement what were these people like or were they just normal because it is there was a range there was a huge range uh there were people who yeah were there for this event and they just wanted to talk to their boss about something really important than leave uh and then you know didn't talk to us at all there were some really cool families who were Mm -hmm. there all the time this is like their tradition you know my father had this box before i did and my father's father so like they were great and they also talked to us and made us feel like you know they they could see us as humans yes. and realize that we are students at the school that they went to. So totally. they're like, what, what are you majoring in? What are you doing? What's going on in the future? And that was nice. Um, oh God, to be seen as, you know, there <laughs> is some nice upper echelon being like being a student working at your school where you're, you're, you're giving alumni food. Like there's mm-hmm. some nice favoritism and respect happening. Were these the kind of sweets where it was like, 
you would move back, the suite was open, and then a window would open, and there were like seats, seats in out front. into the yeah. stadium. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did get to do that, one, I think, one time for a sporting event and one time for a concert event. Yeah. And when you are like a grubbing little nobody who doesn't get this, you know, you watch everyone, and they're like, oh, I'm not hungry today. And I'm like, oh, really? I'm about to take down this whole bottle of Johnny Walker Black because mm-hmm. I'm not allowed to have this normally. <laughs> and then I I was like, as the guest, like every time people turned their backs, I was like, more stuff in my bags. I was like, this is so much wealth. Oh, I wish I had that sort of like sweet money. But then I'm like, that's not how I would spend my money if that's I ever sweet, got that. sweet, money. That sweet, sweet box yeah. seat money. I think it's like, yeah, what if is this a, a priority of yours? If, they, if you're a person who still really cares about your college football well, college team right also a huge deal it's a huge so deal from being from nebraska not born and raised there like a, a lot of my friends and uh uh my husband not born there but raised there huge huskers fan i mean he has a tattoo of uh, herbie husker <laughs> on his a ankle fan, yeah. um it's a it's a big big deal yeah. because it's also college football is, is a really enormous yeah so that's how it is in nebraska and so you do have generations of families who've mm-hmm. held on to this like you said for years and years and years and years same thing in um nebraska like box seats i mean go back like three generations four generations at this point yeah and there's a lot of tradition at uva too like people like dress up and put on bow ties and sing songs and stuff like that that's See, awesome yeah. i'd be into that man i was at michigan state and it was just like sweaty frat guys who would take <laughs> their shirts off and be like msu what was the money like great that's amazing. I can't honestly can't remember how much it was before college student. I was like, I'm swimming in it. <laughs> it was like maybe 13 an hour or something. That's awesome. And, and it was just, we worked, uh, I think just that day. Maybe I worked the day before as well to prep, but mm-hmm. I feel like it was just that day we worked like a Saturday, the game day. Mm-hmm. And it was a whole day, but it was good money. And then I'm sure somebody would throw a gratuity at you at some point oh yeah, yeah. we get tips too mm-hmm. and then Hell yeah some people will just get, hand you cash which is really nice thank yep. you that was mm-hmm. my follow-up question <laughs> what was your uniform we wore these blue and white striped uh button down oxford shirts okay tucked into khakis and i just i was talking to, my, to nicole about this other day anytime i see a black woman in like a basic uniform it doesn't look right on us like it's like or it doesn't fit our body the way it's supposed to like the way you see like a uniform and like a picture in a catalog you're like that's a uniform but you see it on black women you're like is she falling out of it like what's happening i don't know i just it never fit me right like my butt was just like badam and i was like trying to <laughs> untuck the shirt so it like would like cover it a little bit but it's never looked good it was Gina, a weird can look I just tie this up in the front I yes like- <laughs> yeah. can i crop this <laughs> khakis are meant for men yeah. first of all and i think or hipless white women i mean that, yeah i'm like only- trying to think if that was back still then was it flat front or pleated too that like, too was- but i used to have to wear khakis at certain jobs and i was just like i'm so ugly like this yeah. just like there is no khaki in the world there was a minute i when i had to live in the world of khakis where it was really hard to find flat fronts and like the, all you could do was pleat it and then you had to fucking tuck a polo into it mm-hmm. and you're just like no you're like how much extra fabric can yeah, i add to my I body to get out of these clothes um and they just be like straight across right at the hip bone like i couldn't find any like i like high-waisted pants mm-hmm. just because it makes you look like i have some kind of shape yeah <laughs> and then oh. they're just like just dipping low and baggy and mm-hmm. it, they just never looked good 
I hate it's like that. a weird barbershop gap quartet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's a tip. Always bring an extra bag. Um, this applies to catering because mm-hmm. uh, if there's extra food. Oh, yeah. Put the food in the bag or leave room in your bag and then you can take it home. But also for traveling, mm-hmm. like if you are going somewhere and you are shopping and you happen to have more clothes than, that, than you brought, now you have an extra tote, put dim clothes in there mm-hmm. and that will be another carry on. Oh, yeah. Or whatever. Or you have a bag to put your dirty clothes in to separate from the clean clothes. Just bags are great in general. Or if you want to go somewhere and you want to bring a full backpack for this day trip that you're about to take away from the hotel, you got a tote bag or a small backpack. I love bags. I love bags, too. <laughs> well, thank you so much for stopping by the pod. Yeah. Sashir, yay. And everyone listen to Best Friends Podcast with uh, Sashir and Nicole Byer. I know. It's I'm funny, going funny. to. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm going to listen. They find stuff out about each other that they didn't know, even though they're 10 years deep into friendship. I'm going to send some anonymous questions about me and you. <laughs> hey, guys. Here's a tip. Uh... Since I'm basically a maid uh, for a living, I run an Airbnb and just do so much laundry. Say you're an inn owner, not a maid. <sighs> okay, but I'm in. I'm the inn owner and uh, the maid, if you will. I'm, you know, I'm house cleaning 100%. Um, if any of you have trouble washing your duvet, you know when you're washing and drying a duvet and then it eats all the other mm-hmm. items in the load of laundry with it and then you take it out and everything inside is wet or you can't untangle it. I know this sounds dumb as hell. Just take the extra minute and zip the duvet closed before you throw it. But rebutton it, zip it, whatever it takes. I'm just telling you, I got into such a like I got in a situation where I couldn't like guests were coming and I could not untie the the duvet had twisted itself into such a fierce soggy it was like 30 pounds of wet fucking West Elm duvet bullshit with like 15 towels inside of it. And I was like, somebody help me. I think I got to cut it open. And, and meanwhile, it's like a Ferris Bueller montage. They're like getting out of the car yeah. in the driveway. Oh. <laughs> so anyways, this is like the dumbest oh, wow. no brainer. But f- listen, it was a tip and a revelation for me. Zip your goddamn duvets shut when you're washing and drying them so they don't eat your other laundry. Chicka Hey guys, fun news about Sidework Podcast. You can now listen to us exclusively on the Himalaya app and anywhere else you're already streaming your podcast. But if you listen to us on Himalaya, which is a free app you can go find in your app store and listen to everything else you already normally listen to, we start to get paid, which helps us continue to bring you fun content. Plus, we're going to start doing bonus content for people who want to pay a little extra for live streaming videos, special episodes, maybe some tickets to some live shows we're going to start doing for servers only. All right, you guys are the best. Thanks again for listening and check out Himalaya.
Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.